0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of our podcast called Our Minds Matter. Um,
1: Tonight we're joined by some new 74 members. I'm Abby. I'm Susanna. I'm Ben. And And we're the
2: (laughs) Emilies. Last time
0: um, we talked a bit about coronavirus and school stressors and how that's affected young people. Um, And if you haven't listened to that already, I'd advise you to tune in. But tonight we're going to talk more about depth about mental health and what it is what are the causes symptoms and um again how it affects young people even in our area and um yeah so i just want to thank you all for tuning in and for listening and i'm going to head over to emily for our first question all right so tonight our first question is what is mental health
3: so who what who wants to express themselves um abby
0: yeah um well, I think mental health is quite a, it's a broad term. You know, it's not necessarily good or bad. You can have, it's like mm-hmm. your physical health. You can have good mental health some days and good bad days. And then there's mental illnesses, which is aside from that. But um, it's something that affects everyone. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a misconception is that whenever people hear mental health, they immediately think of the bad stuff. And don't yeah. realise that you can have positive mental health too.
4: Yeah, not as many people really, it is as important as physical health, but maybe not as many people realise this. Yeah. Y- many people may think that it's kind of confusing, and maybe they don't have, not mental health, but like mental health, they don't need to worry about it. Yeah. But you really do.
3: People just sort of brush it off to the side and don't really think about it. Yeah, they don't think it affects everyone. Yeah. 100%.
1: I just think w- with mental health it's definitely there's a lot of misconceptions around it especially s- being spread throughout like the internet and schools because you do see the two extremes of either sometimes getting a little stressed out versus all oh, the shy anxious kid that doesn't talk to anyone and just kind of stares to themselves and that just think we really there needs to be more information about what it actually is and how you can actually be treated and that it's not something to be like ashamed of
0: yeah I think there's a lot of stigma around it and some people, like I've heard people might be struggling and people are like oh they're just doing that for attention or you're making a big deal out of it
1: when you can't judge someone, you don't know what's going on in someone else's head, you know. Yeah definitely, it's just there needs, there needs to be more conversation around it but more proper conversation, like conversation that's actually productive around it so.
2: Good and bad, but not just. Whenever somebody doesn't feel, whenever somebody doesn't feel great, whenever they do feel great, they can talk about it as well. Like,
3: um, why do you think like people just brush mental health off to the side and well don't think that it affects
0: everyone or yeah? I think um, sometimes it's not the most visible thing. It's not the most noticeable. It's hard to sort of see the symptoms. Yeah, and a lot of people put on a brave face. Like, I know I think it's quite common in Northern Ireland for people when you say how are you they're like I'm fine when you might necessarily
2: on yeah. ground 100% yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I think it's also like especially around like young people and teenagers there's this thing from adults that comes out with the whole like oh well what do you have to be depressed about or like you don't have a job you just have all this you don't know what like being anxious or stressed it actually is and it just like really invalidates the fact that Everyone can get stressed. People can have depression or other mental health disorders. It's not just an adult issue and it's not exaggerated. Well, sometimes it is, but it's not exaggerated.
4: Yeah, like different people deal with different things differently. <laughs> 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 um, like some people may cope brilliantly with a situation whereas others maybe will feel stressed out about it. It just depends on the person.
3: So why do you think people are afraid to talk about it? Like, maybe that's why they say, like, I'm fine or that's great or I'm 100%.
0: I think a lot of it's out of fear of, like, what Susanna was saying about being dismissed by people. Um, I think, yeah, because it's, cause it's so, such a personal thing as well and they're afraid of um, being taken wrong or being judged for it. Yeah, they might
4: not also want to put it on other people. They might just want to protect other people and just keep it to themselves.
1: Yeah, I also think there's, there's definitely a thing of um, weakness, which is why people would not want to burden, because yeah. I know definitely sometimes you've got something and then you're just like, no, I don't, I don't want help, because if I get help, then people will think I constantly need help, and then I won't be able to be independent or do stuff for myself because people will keep helping me, so I, I, I don't want it. And that's just such a bad mindset to have because then you just reject all help from everyone
0: it's almost a matter of pride in that way yeah definitely you
2: don't want to like lower people's opinion of you or whatever like you think i'm think i'm weaker now or whatever just because you admit you're not great
0: but then that's what needs to change is we we shouldn't judge people because they're you know their mental health isn't at their best we just need to help them instead and support them
1: yeah we definitely need to push a culture of asking for help because i think we put like in this culture in the West definitely we push a lot of this kind of self-sufficiency thing where it's Mm like well deal with it yourself you'll be grand because if you don't if you rely on others for help and that applies to many things but mental health as well and it's like we really need to push forward with the idea of if you need the help ask for it and there's no shame in it
4: yeah it does take a lot of courage to ask for help but it'll make all the difference once you do talk to someone
1: yeah definitely
0: and it's important you know even starting you know the place to start would be like being open with your friends and family and making sure you have a really encouraging supportive environment
3: um does anybody have like any ideas if you know somebody's like oh have like not feeling great and like they're not saying like how do you get them to talk how do you get them to
4: open up and say what's wrong and um, maybe bring them somewhere private where there's not many people around you because they might only want to talk to you who they trust instead of other people hearing
0: even show that you're on a similar page because we all have ups and downs you know if you start off by saying like i kind of i even want to understand how you're feeling and i can kind of imagine and do
1: you know where i'm coming <laughs> from I, I was actually gonna make a point like what abby said um I'm studying youth work in university and we talk about a st- issue of congruence with a young person which basically means being genuine with someone and one thing I'd bring up time and time again is if I would want a young person to talk to me about their struggles with mental health anxiety depression whatever I have to start by being open with them so I always mm-hmm. find it best that if you're comfortable enough with sharing even some of the the struggles and I would say I'm quite open with my own struggles with mental health then that already opens a channel saying well if they're willing to share this with me they're willing to be weak and vulnerable with me I should be able to be weak and vulnerable with them because they'll understand me they'll feel safe with me.
0: I think that's an excellent point it's shared vulnerability it's you know knowing that you're not alone in all of it because it can feel lonely you know if you're suffering from mental illness or even just a bad day like you don't you want to know that everyone's sort of in the same boat,
3: yeah, you know, maybe just like you know bring them, get them to do something with you and um then you can sort of bond, and maybe that will bring you a bit closer and get them to open up um as young people from your rural areas, do you, you feel health mental health is as important for us living in rural locations?
4: It might be even more important because there's not as many. Say youth groups or places to go to. Yeah, like bowling or something. Yeah, to (laughs) actually be with people. Yeah. Whereas, like, in the countryside, like, there's nowhere really to go. Yeah, like. And you're just kind of stuck to your own resources, and that can be a wee bit lonely sometimes.
2: I think a lot of the time, like, people living in town just have to open the door to go out and see people, whereas in the country, you might have to get a lift somewhere. It's not always that handy. It's
0: not the most accessible. Yeah, know. it's not, not even
3: like you can cycle to like, I don't know, the cinema or something. It's like a good yeah. half hour away. Yeah. And like who likes exercise. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the time you cycle, are you able to fit the cycle home again? I yeah. know. <laughs> You'd
3: fall asleep in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we're very lucky with our role, so we are.
0: We are definitely, like we wouldn't have met some amazing people without it. Yeah.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: and I think that's something like I mean there are problems definitely in um, more urban areas but they're sort of different there's maybe people maybe suffer more from peer pressure or um, things like that so
1: hello everyone and welcome back to the Our Minds Matter podcast I want to thank everyone for sticking around with us and I hope you're ready for a lot more Now, we had a lot of serious talk about mental health, so it's time for something lighter. If uh, you listened to our last podcast, you should know we were talking about um, life in lockdown and what life would be post-lockdown. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Watch it. Well, watch this first and then watch that. You need the full story, trust me. So, you know, you were talking about, because I wasn't there, which was a waste, honestly. You were talking about (laughs) what life would be like outside of lockdown and should we go into a second lockdown. And lo and behold, we went into more lockdowns too, I think, actually after that. So how is How is you know? how has this lockdown been different to the one before it?
0: I don't know about you all, but I find this one, well, the one after Christmas, a lot harder. Because yeah. we were doing yeah. school from home and it was really intense, actually.
2: I think school was one thing, but like the first lockdown, the sun shone for like two or three months straight. Whereas this one, it just rained most of the time and it was cold and everything because it was like January time. So you couldn't even get outside for to do you anything really
4: yeah and you were doing schoolwork the whole way through whereas the last lockdown we had summer as a break and um, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it was
3: really intense bec- for me because like it was full-on learning like n- last summer it was sort of revision and going over stuff and just doing past your questions but this time it was a full-on learning mm. <laughs> by yourself and then trying to figure out like like, if your teacher's, like, doing, like, Zoom calls or something and you're all breaking up and everything, you're like, what are you saying, actually, here? <laughs> yeah, that's what I, yeah.
0: Struggles? Yeah. I found I was just stressed the entire time from Christmas to Easter. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I was barely talking to people. I was just working nonstop because you couldn't get away from your desk, Lucy, and you felt that pressure and guilt when you weren't doing work because it was always sitting there ready for you.
1: Yeah, I think... Um, well I'm not in school anymore but I think everyone underestimates that how good it is after you've just done like a period of class two periods of class to just get up and walk to your next class that like three minutes yeah. Yeah. is so necessary to just vibe and chill out for a sec but you can have that
0: it makes all the difference really just getting up even for a stretch and for a bit of a distraction yeah um, I find I was a lot more productive than in school like I got more done but that wasn't necessarily a good thing because then that only led to more pressure and to more, you know, it's snowballed you could always you know find
2: what? something else to do, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I saw a big disparity even between people in my school year because some people had very little to do. Um, if the some teachers didn't do online classes, but all of mine did. So I find, you know, I Dependent was in class.
2: Subjects too, I think.
0: Yeah, it does definitely like. I was in class from nine to four every day and then I only had the evening to do homework where some people had all day to work, do you know what I mean? Me. Did you? I think,
1: I think all this definitely did just um, like highlight the importance of having like other stuff to do outside of class, like for example walking. I know, I know people here are avid walkers, (laughs) any, any new exciting places, any recommendation, any Yelp reviews of walking trails in Northern Ireland? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: fields <laughs> 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 i get into the habit of like about halfway through the day during school like at home i would just walk down the fields and like maybe different places you know i went to my grandma's one day and then one neighbor's the next day and uh, just for a bit of fresh
5: air
4: yeah just to take a break take the dogs for a wee walk and calm your head a bit yeah you got new puppies didn't you emily Oh yeah i did, <laughs> did you, a breed yeah. Yeah two french bulldog puppies wow. um after christmas yeah so they've yeah they're quite a handful but i love them
1: yeah. <laughs> i do love them no but the fields remind me of a classmate of mine during online class lives somewhere out in the country up up north and he had to leave class in the middle of it because cows had escaped from the field he had to go help <laughs> and bring them back in we were all laughing <laughs> and we ran away in his flip-flops oh, cheaper. Okay. No.
0: Another stuff apart from school, um, people were practicing driving, wasn't that?
3: Yeah,
1: that
0: was
3: <laughs> me. Oh, yeah, those horrible raining nights, like, practicing driving and hoping for a driving test will not get cancelled for, like, the sixth time. But in the end, we got the driving test. And Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's actually brilliant being able to drive now. Although um, petrol seems to be quite expensive more you know. so <laughs> than you thought <laughs> yes As it seems to be like i'm filling it up nearly like every two days mm. i'm like how oh, is that i'm not going anywhere there's nothing really open well except from the shops but you can't like sit in any at the minute like i cher- yeah. need but you know
0: hopefully soon though i think that's all yeah. coming up quite quickly uh, the end of
3: may maybe yeah maybe
0: hopefully strange how the time flies yeah. I had my first driving lesson today. <gasps> oh exciting yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was so nervous but then once I was sort of on the road it wasn't as bad as yeah. I thought until someone came out of a junction and like drove in front of me oh that's so annoying yeah I was so stressed it but is.
3: yeah um have you got your theory test yet
0: I've booked it for next month oh so.
3: exciting yeah that was that was quite stressful because everyone said it's horrible, but it's it's not too bad.
1: Oh, that's good. Gives me a bit of confidence. <laughs> Maybe instead of mental health, we should have made a, a car talk show <laughs> where we just talked about provisional licenses and car models. Because I know nothing about that, like at all. Anything. <laughs> but in regards to like you know hobbies or new things taken up, like how has this lockdown, like the recent one, different to all the last ones? Is there anything different? Do you feel any different?
4: I feel like we didn't have as much time to do things that we wanted because of Mm -hmm. school. Like, it was just all revision and homeworks and online classes. We
0: didn't have very much time to do what we actually wanted. We didn't have much free time at all, no. So, like, any hobbies I took up in the first lockdown were just abandoned.
1: (laughs) Uh, No, no. No one carried on any hobbies from last time?
2: No, not really. (laughs)
1: no
3: <laughs> 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 i started crunch to 5k in the first lockdown and i only got halfway through well actually near the end of the, f- the second lockdown i sort of started again and i still haven't finished it now <laughs> 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 one day I, I think i've got like two weeks left of it but you know i don't think that's you ever do a
2: start from the start every time no no
3: but no no <laughs> no that, that sounds a lot too much like work because you start off with like one minute running and then like you end up with like 25 minutes running like that's quite a big difference
1: brilliant yeah, yeah. well no nah. I don't envy you for doing like school like proper school sorted, because but let me tell you the alternative is way worse I don't have classes I have nothing going on for me all day I just sit in bed and watch anime or something <laughs> so honestly you can pay me to go back to school but I'd rather be doing something honestly
0: yeah and that's what I think because we had exams there a couple weeks ago and we've been off since and I kind of I don't know school hasn't even reached out to m- see what we're doing or given well I don't know about you Ben but we haven't been given anything to do and I'm
2: not a bit bothered to tell you the truth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see I'm the opposite because I'm sort of used to being at home and always having something to do now and I find myself just wandering around like you know ab- oh. not bored but just like
1: oh it's something real. oh you get itching to go i finished university not my first year at university not long ago you're itching anything <laughs> absolutely anything no well guys that was a good discussion some good crack nice catching up with everyone <laughs> <laughs> not that it wasn't sarcastic but it sounded sarcastic um <laughs> So now we are going to hear an interview conducted by one of our lovely iRural staff with a local mental health counsellor. So enjoy.
5: Hi everyone, it's Daniel here from iRural. We hope that you're enjoying our podcast so far and I'm pleased to um, have with me here Caroline, a local mental health counsellor in in our area. And uh, we're really pleased that Caroline is taking the time. Uh, to come and speak with us uh this evening, and on behalf of the youth forum, I uh, would just like to thank you for um taking the time and preparing for this, um, and we are looking forward to what you're going to have to say to us um this evening, um so just maybe before we we start um if you wouldn't mind just telling us a wee bit about yourself,
6: yeah of course um hi Daniel and hello to everybody listening. So yeah, as Daniel has said, I'm Caroline. Um, I live in Lurgan. Um, a busy mom, two kids. Um, so they keep me on my toes. Um, I'm also a counsellor, so um, working within a local agency, at the minute, a few days a week. Um, and also doing some private work from home. So kept busy. Um, but still important to have some hobbies in place. Um, for me as well. So really enjoy walking. Um, and I think a lot of people have taken up that hobby recently um, with the lockdown. So I love to get out for a walk, regardless of the weather. Um, if it's raining, I put the hood up and I go on. So I just love to go out and pretty close to Lurgan Park, which is just lovely to walk around. Um, so we do that quite regularly. Um, I've also taken up a bit of bacon. So I would do a bit of bacon um, with the kids. So um yeah, doing lots of wee wee buns and cakes, and it's always nice then to have something to eat at night, <laughs> you know. Very good. So yeah, that would be Brilliant. pretty much the hobbies.
5: Good thanks. Um, I think uh, the walking's a very popular one at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know myself. Uh, we do a lot of walking now. Um, during lockdown and that, but you mentioned Lurgan Park somewhere I haven't walked personally. Yeah. Um, it's a place I haven't ventured to, so. uh Maybe I'll uh, <clears throat> pop round uh, to the park someday and, and mm-hmm. give it a, a go. We yeah. would usually go around the Argre or yes. Loch Goyle mm-hmm. Park would be would be quite uh, nice for us um and well where we live. So no, very good. That's good. Um it gives us a bit of a, a flavour just um about you, Carolyn, so thank you. So um so we'll get stuck into this. So obviously uh, as you know, this uh, podcast um is all about what is mental health, mm-hmm. um. I'm I'm just getting uh, different opinions about it and people's mm-hmm. thoughts towards different aspects of it. So, um, as I've said before, we're we're looking forward to what you're going to have to share with us, um, and I hope that all our listeners and um, that are tuning in with us now will enjoy this. So, um, to kick us off, um, we'll just start off with um, what is the definition of mental health to you?
6: Okay, well, if you were to go to Google and type in mental health, what is it? Google would bring up lots of different definitions. My own personal opinion is really just that mental health is simply a person's emotional health and well-being. Okay, so that's really it in a nutshell. Um, Going a wee bit further with it, mental health determines how we think, how we feel, and then how we behave. Okay? Okay. It also determines how we handle our stress, how we relate to others and even the choices that we make in life. So um, that's very much, uh, you know, mental health in my opinion. But what I would say, you know, we talk about physical health quite a lot, but mental health tends to not get mentioned as much. But I think now it is becoming more apparent, which is good that people are starting to recognise it more. But, you know, we all take precautions to look after our physical health. So in the same way, we should take precautions to look after our mental health too, because it's equally as important. So just to be aware of that and not to feel embarrassed or ashamed to reach out for the help, you know, because it is a real thing. Your mental health is important um, and should take a priority also.
5: That's good. Um, And thanks for that. I, I like the way just at the end you talked about reaching out for help. And I know that that's something that we're gonna be talking about um in a few minutes as to um <clears throat> what help and advice maybe is out there or what you would maybe say to those maybe who are listening that um are maybe struggling at the minute mm-hmm. um maybe are having a tough time whether it's to do a school or maybe family life or we just don't know who's out there listening. Mm-hmm. Um but we know that this is a very relevant topic and it's something that can affect us all, as you have mentioned. So um, moving on from that then, um, let's look at some of the, the signs or the symptoms. Um, and would you like to tell us maybe some of the things that, that we should be looking out for?
6: Mm-hmm, of course. So, yeah, just maybe before, you know, discuss some of those signs and symptoms that you might be experiencing, I think it's important to remember... That our mental health doesn't always stay the same it changes okay so we all go through times in which we can feel down in which we can feel stressed in which we can feel anxious so thinking of it in that way our mental health can change depending on our circumstances so an example might be if um, you lose a loved one due to bereavement and um, if you lose a close family friend you know of course your, your mental health is going to be impacted by that Um, Another example might be bullying at school or bullying at work Um, and again you know your self-esteem is going to be massively impacted by that and that's going to bring up lots of difficulties in terms of your mental health too. Um, What I would also say is we're all different okay and you know we're all going to interpret situations differently also so what you may bounce back from quickly someone else may not so you know Some people may feel more weighed down and just find it harder to bounce back and things can just persist a bit longer. So it's good to recognise that too. But answering your question about the signs and symptoms, lots of signs and symptoms, um, some of the things I would be looking for, you know, when I'm working with clients um, on a regular basis, um, if somebody's withdrawn from others, okay, so if somebody's just not bothered in meeting up with that person for for that coffee or lunch. And I know at the minute that's not really happening, but in a normal everyday situation, if you do find that that's something that you're not doing the way you would have been doing on previous occasions, you know, it might be an early indicator that something's up, okay? And even taking that another wee step further, if perhaps you're just not even bothered returning friends text messages or friends calls if you just cannot be bothered even talking to your friend on the phone it can also be a sign that you're just becoming very withdrawn and just closing yourself off which is not a good thing um, but at the time it's, it's not recognisable for you in terms of it being a problem you know for your mental health but something to be aware of. Another um, early sign or symptom could be overeating. Or under eating, you can have very much two ends of a scale. So somebody could be comfort eating, um, eating lots of junk food, and you know we all love junk food. I love junk food, (laughs) but (laughs) I think I think we have to be realistic and careful in terms of the limits. We don't want to be eating it all the time. It's okay now and again, but if you find that you're perhaps binging on takeaways all the time, chocolates, high carbs, and foods that you know are not helping your body. You know, it could be uh, an indicator, again, of your mental health going downhill as such. there could be, you know, the opposite thing going on. You might be skipping meetings. You might just not have any appetite. You might have knots in your tummy and just feeling really nauseous all the time and just unable to actually eat, and that's the other end of that scale as such. So just to be aware of the fact that it can either be overeating or not eating enough, Okay. Moving on to the sleep yeah. as well, which is quite similar to the under-eating and overeating. You could be lying in bed at night and just unable to get over. Lots of racing thoughts come through your mind and just unable to switch off and just lying there again, perhaps with the knots in your tummy and just insomnia is just a big problem and just not able to get over to sleep, okay? As well as that, perhaps... You're just always exhausted. That can be the other end of the scale. Just always exhausted and just, no matter how much sleep you get, you're still tired. So, you know, that's another indicator of the mental health suffering. Um, Again, with the sleep, you know, if you're not sleeping enough, you're going to have low energy, you're going to be lethargic, you're going to have low motivation to do things as a result of that. So just to be aware of that. And... just feeling really keyed up and on edge at times, just feeling really agitated. And from that, then that could lead to you having problems in relationships with family members, with friends, and just not being able to get on with people and just, you know, just feeling like, you know, everybody's just doing your head in and just just wanting your own space and just maybe arguing and yelling and even getting violent with those closest to us. So again, to be aware of that, um, I already talked about just having persistent thoughts and yes. and memories in your head. You know, even during the day as well as you know, at night when you're trying to get to sleep. So just to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Another sign symptom could be, just people using drink and ju- drugs as a way of coping. So, you know, what I would say to somebody that is using alcohol, for instance, as a way of coping it might help at the time, it suppresses all the emotions, but in the long run, it doesn't address the problem. It just really makes it worse. So not to use that because it's not a healthy way of coping with our emotions. Um, so just to be careful with that. Um, another thing might be prayer concentration. So even at school, for instance, just not feeling that you're there, you're just not able to take in what what is being said, even what your friends are saying just almost feeling that you're somewhere else. So just a general sense of that. And what I would say to you as well, just, you know, even others around you might begin to comment and make observations about the fact that you don't seem yourself and that you seem different and even not to take that as a criticism, but to take that as a comfort. And again, what I would say to you sometimes... The people closest to us are very attuned to us and they can notice these things sometimes quicker than we can notice them ourselves. So just to trust the people around us in terms of the fact that they care about us too and to take their advice as well. So yeah, that's some of the signs and symptoms. I hope that's helpful.
5: Yes, no, you've definitely covered <laughs> yes. uh, a lot there, I must say. Um, and also relevant, I know whenever we've been... there. Uh, planning um and preparing for this podcast we obviously um as a youth forum would have different meetings and we would discuss what should we have on the podcast and um <clears throat> what type of direction are we wanting to take it in and i know that we had uh, as a group discussed you know some of the signs and the symptoms you know just as as young people um and i know that, that there were some of those that came up in conversation which is it's good to know yeah. that um young people as well are able to identify these as well you know um, and I know you talked about you know those around us you know the closest to us or those at school that that care Mm -hmm. you know and love for us you know and I suppose a lot of it is about looking out for one another you know and if you notice these wee um signs and things that you know it's Maybe it's sending a text or ringing a friend mm-hmm. or asking how are you really or yeah. I've just noticed you're wee bit. Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Um. So I I like the way you, <clears throat> you've brought a, a variety of, of signs and symptoms there to us. On a funnier side, you're talking about junk food and uh, mm-hmm. I think I said we all like it and uh, the age from the youth forum will uh, vouch for me here and that sometimes during our preparations we could have pizza three or four weeks in a row. Oh
6: okay. Um
5: so your phrase is where you begin to get sick of it. Uh, Daphne, I would agree with you.
6: Uh-huh, when okay. you've had
5: three or four weeks of pizza.
6: Oh yeah. Um, yes
5: you really you don't want to see any more pizza. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um so I uh, like that little <laughs> bit that you mentioned as well. Um I suppose just the the last thing um you know about you know we're just feeling you know sometimes up and sometimes down and we can feel low and you know uh, we're, and that's a reality I think as well you know and that's, that's human nature mm-hmm. um, and I think and I'm sure you will agree with me too that I think it's okay you know to to admit that you sometimes feel like that Absolutely. you know as mm-hmm. I around mean, you could maybe just briefly in 30 seconds say to that you know you know if there's someone listening tonight and they're trying to bottle it up or they're feeling really low Mm -hmm. um you know what 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 would you say to that person or okay you know how um how could you even just encourage them even in 30 seconds maybe
6: okay so what i would say is please don't bottle it up because it might seem like the easiest thing to do to push it all down to brush yourselves off and to keep going Mm -hmm. but sooner or later. It all catches up on us again yeah. and if you can visualize a bit of a a beach ball scene here you're at the beach and you're trying to push this <laughs> yes. beach ball into the water what happens the beach ball's coming up again so no matter how much you try to push things down it keeps bobbing up so as a counsellor I would always say to my clients we have to address whatever has gone on here it's not going to be easy it's mm. difficult and it takes a bit of courage but yeah. You know, it's the most important thing that you can do. Yes. You know, to actually address, you know, whatever it is that's going on and not to feel embarrassed or ashamed, you know, or weak for going through for instance, if you're going through depression or anxiety, not to feel any sort of weakness about that because it's a normal part of of life and if we're all honest, we all struggle with Mm -hmm. days in which we feel more down and more anxious and more stressed you know and just acknowledge that and just to you know put it out there and actually you know say this is happening this is real yeah and to take that step forward and to try and work towards a path of recovery
5: brilliant good answer (laughs) sorry we put you on the spot but that was great um so we're kind of wrapping up here um for those that are listening, um so the last thing we want to touch on just before we, we end um this short interview is just around and uh, kind of helping advice. Um and maybe just for those that are listening who maybe aren't sure of what helps out there or what's available, or even maybe maybe haven't received advice before or, or thinking of getting advice, um how how would you maybe answer that for us?
6: Okay. So as I've already said, you know, I think it's important to remember that we do all have days in which we feel down and stressed and and just more anxious of ourselves. But if the low mood is prolonged and persistent, you're not noticing any sort of improvement, it might be an indicator that you do need to speak to a professional, so your GP, a counsellor, you know, just to seek. Um, advice you know from a professional um, also you may also get to a point of complete despair and overwhelm and that is a major um, crisis moment obviously going on there so not to perhaps leave it until you get to that stage but to seek the help before you get to that stage because it's so much harder to to deal with it at that stage um so just to really seek the help um, as I say you know you know before I said to Daniel you know my advice would be to don't put it off you know the first step is the hardest in terms of reaching out for help it is the hardest but it's necessary in order to get you back to you know onto the road of recovery okay now you know there's lots of counsellors lots of agencies that yeah. can help and I'm sure Daniel even himself knows of some that he could point you in the direction of. So just to know that you're not alone, that there are options. There's people out there that want to help you if you will let them. Um, I also have wrote down here about um, Lifeline and Samaritans, and they're really, really good organizations, especially if you feel that perhaps you start to struggle later on in the evening, perhaps, and you start to think, "Sure, nowhere's open. No one can help me." But what is good about Lifeline and the Samaritans is that they offer a twenty-four-hour helpline, so you can pick up that phone and phone them whenever you need that help. So they're there; they're just down the phone. Um, if you feel you can't do that, even pick up the phone and talk to a friend, talk to a family member that you can trust, and a family member you can open up to about what is really going on. Um, and just as I've said to you before if you're not speaking about it you're storing it and that's when it gets heavy so just to recognize that and to seek the help before you get to that crisis stage.
5: Brilliant Uh, yeah just I've I've been uh, writing religiously here but um, no uh, I'm glad you mentioned about the organizations because um just like our last podcast you know, at the end of this one again we will be uh, reading out uh, organizations that are there to help those who may be listening um and there will be a uh, contact details for them and um, so uh, stay tuned for that at the end um but as Carolyn said uh St. Martins and Lifeline uh, are, are two other great organizations and uh, the key there is the 24 hours well mm-hmm. they are all All day, every day, really. Um, And then the last thing I I wanted to touch on was, and this is more from an A-Rural perspective with regards to us as staff uh, members and and project workers, and that's about the word trust that you just mentioned to us. Um, And I think it's worth noting, just uh, as myself sitting here and talking, you know, uh, as A-Rural staff members, for all those young people who are listening, that. That we have worked with or are currently working with um, and are, are known to us, you know we are here for you as well um, and, and I just feel that it's important at this moment that I share that, I wasn't planning to say that but I feel that it, it's worthwhile saying that, that us as staff are here for you young people as well and there may be those that are listening who attend a lot of uh, events and youth related activities through Scott Street, SSYCC and I know too that the staff there are, are are there for you as well, and I know that <clears throat> we are all um here just to help in any way that we can. If it's an ear to listen or it's to talk about something, we're we're more than happy to do that, and um. Please always use that as well, and um, that's we are here for you as young people, um. So, on that note, I think that's us pretty much done, um. Okay three very good questions mm-hmm. um, and okay. very, very well answered with such a, a wide range of, of answers. and I know um, I'm sure many people have enjoyed just listening to this um, and getting the, the professional aspect um, and thoughts around uh, our topic of, of mental health um, this evening. So thanks again for, for doing this for mm-hmm. us.
6: No problem Daniel and thank you for the opportunity.
5: No problem um, and I'm, I'm sure um. That we'll, we'll maybe be seeing you again sometime and uh, we just want to thank you again and, and wish you all the best just in your professional career
6: thank
2: thanks you. again thank you daniel welcome back everyone welcome to my segment of the podcast positivity with ben in this segment i try to motivate young people with some inspirational quotes The name came from as me being from the country talking about drinking tea rather than tea first quote is always remember you're braver than you believe stronger than you seem smarter than you think and twice as beautiful as you'd ever imagined the second one is the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams and the third one my favorite one is everything will be okay in the end if it's not okay then it's not the end hope you have enjoyed them quotes and you're motivated and inspired and i'll give you some more the next time on positivity with men
1: that was sweet.
0: That was lovely, nice. Ben. That thank you nice. very much. It's really lightened the mood. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think that first was a wee compliment,
0: I am. Yeah. <laughs> so we're coming to the end of our episode now. Um, we've covered a good bit some, some crack and um, some serious stuff too about mental health and what it is and how it affects us all. So, yeah, thank you all for pitching in and just. <laughs> Um, hopefully, providing some advice that can help people. And if what we've said didn't really hit the spot, I um, just want to let you know about some organisations that can also support you. Um, so the first one is Lifeline, and the number for Lifeline is 08 808, uh, 808 000 I hope I got that right. There were a lot of eights and zeros. Um, and then the next one's Chatline, and it's great as well. It helps anyone under eighteen in the UK with any issue they're going through. Um, Chatline's free, confidential, and available at any time, day or night. And its number is 08001111. <laughs> Not the ba- best at maths and numbers and everything. And then Action Mental Health is another one. 02838392314. And you can also, um, there's lots of organisations you can find online as well. And... If you have any questions that you ever would like to ask us, we would be happy to help out. So yeah, thanks so much for listening and tuning in. And till the next time, bye.